Hello everyone, welcome to the 23rd episode of Nightly. My name is Bosley and I am your host. So today uh, is the weekend. So uh, this podcast talks about life after work. So not much work during the weekend, uh, although sometimes we do have to catch up on our work especially on the weekdays we always get interrupted i'm not sure if you face this kind of issue right so for example you go to the office uh, and you start the day thinking that you can accomplish three tasks but each time when you set the uh, sit down and get into those deep thinking uh, someone always come and disturb you then they will disrupt you and uh, you have to get back into your thinking again uh, on and off on and off in the end, you might only do one or two tasks for the day. Um, so what I do is I try to have time block. Uh, but the thing here in the office, at least for mine, though they don't actually respect time block. So they will so they will just come and ask, "Hey Brian, I have this thing. Hey Brian, I have this thing. Hey, hey, hey. so many hey, ah. Then uh, I also become very short already. Uh, anyway, so what I do is I run, I go to hide, I hide in other levels of our office. So my office is level 8, I hide at twen- level 29, which is uh, another extension. So at least uh, I get 2 or 3 hours of solid work over there, uh, trying to accomplish my task. Uh, not sure how you does it, but uh, at least for me, I hide. Uh, so yeah so that's one uh so sometimes when we are not able to finish tasks on time we have to do it during the weekend which is quite sad and uh, i try to keep my weekend free uh taking a break because if we do not have a break we will usually burn out uh so i always wanted to avoid this um today's topic is related to yesterday yeah so uh i think or rather episode 22 so i talked about uh quitting and also looking for the startup opportunity and moving forward so today very uh excitingly uh so this afternoon uh i got into contact with a friend and uh uh he he actually or rather she she brought me to uh, she introduced me to uh a tcm medical hall um so she, she her, her family business runs a medical hall so i had the opportunity to go there meet her mom uh, learn more about the medical hall business and uh, try to see how we can actually bring this business uh, the one about tcm health supplement right online so how to bring it online and how to do it in a way because uh, of course there are always um, no there are competitors they are already running online uh, but what they are doing online isn't very um, uh, how do I put it uh, uh, receptive yet or very active yet so the audience buying TCM products online is uh, uh, not a lot uh, it's still a very small niche group and the, for the audience that I'm looking to target which is around the age of 25 to 35 how are we going to educate them because honestly speaking uh, even myself is not very uh, knowledgeable in the area of uh, Chinese health supplement and in this case uh, I learned a lot because when I visit the medical hall I ask I ask why this tangsen is better than that tangsen the different grade of tangsen when can we drink chicken 
chicken herbal soup you know like for example if you have flu you are not recommended to her Sichuan Da Bu Tang uh, it will not kill you but it will make you suffer so this kind of thing you see um, we only get to know them because when we visit medical hall we talk to them so uh, how can we educate them online uh, by showing videos and also explain uh, so basically sort of like content marketing then second thing is how can so this is the first thing right, we talk about actually I wanted to share three things one uh, how to educate the particular audience that we have in mind second uh, when you sell the health supplement I also learned that uh, this is a very old school industry it is very protected very much like the bicycle industry that we have in Singapore like uh, you want to get bicycle parts there are only like I knew, uh, if I'm not wrong five major distributor or suppliers so they get they get from uh, the brands the brands give it to them and they circulate around Singapore so uh, a very small and close niche uh, industry the same for this medical hall there are a few giants controlling uh, stick or how do I put it monopolizing the, the this this space but it also makes it interesting uh, because uh, these old school people if they own nights right if they do not innovate then maybe we have an opportunity to sweep in and win the game so uh, how do we make sure that customer online gets the correct uh, herbs so for example uh, if I get competitors A how, how can I be 10 times better than them how can I communicate that my herbs are better quality to them first and how to I, how can I communicate to them when and when not to drink so again for example when you have flu you are not recommended to her Sichuan Da Butang we cannot let anyone just uh, buy online without reading the pros and cons of when and when not to drink I mean if you go into Red Mart right there's this medical hall that is uh, selling a those supplement products online uh, I think he he has done a good job at least he he uh, he's moving forward he's moving online onto a platform he repackaged his stuff uh, there isn't much uh, review on his uh, items um, he he do write the uh, pros pros that means the uh, what are the advantage of drinking this soup what are the advantage of taking this uh, health supplement but it doesn't highlight the risk mm, not exactly risk but you know there are times where uh, what when you shouldn't drink or when you shouldn't eat this TCM because eventually this is a form of health supplement the worst thing the last thing you want is uh, for example a pregnant lady consuming something that's not suitable for her and uh, something bad happened so this is the second thing then the third thing is also talking about cost how can we uh, lower the cost uh, and how can we uh, reach out to the different channels so that the correct audience can get it um, so a lot of interesting topics uh, on the business itself never really dive down into uh, into the products uh, so I come to two conclusion conclusion so the first thing is uh, do I want to do something out of what I know so for example like uh, this health supplement TCM product it is not something that I know if I jump into it there is a higher learning curve that's the one of the thought process 
but I also think of my friends. So for example, love PS love, big ink. I'm not sure if she jumped into the heat pad business knowing a lot about the heat pad, uh, but she took some time to understand all this business and slowly build up. She is now, and uh, Caleb very successful in this business, uh, but I'm sure there was a very high learning curve. Another friend, Daryl Chu, running Nail Deck. Uh, he might not have the expertise in in nail polish. He he too jumped into the business not knowing anything. Now he is also running Nail Deck very well. So. At times, I give myself excuse, thinking, "Ah, yeah, this business not suitable for me, lah. You are not in the industry. How can you get into this old nights, uh, business where you sell TCM and also it's such a guarded industry and so dangerous. Not dangerous, but the uh barriers are higher. You cannot just you know just sell any health supplement. You need to get license and all. The only thing I learned today is if you try to sell Chengping." Why is Chengping? So, for example, if I resell uh, uh, the uh, pipa gao online, right, it is okay. But if I <laughs> if I try to go to manufacturer, ask them to use the same formula, make pipa gao and package it into my own and sell, that is not okay. So, if I sell Chengping, right, I will end up being like uh, one of the idea I have, which is iHerbs. So iHerb sells a lot of Western supplement. So one two three superhub will be the online retailer for Chinese supplement. Also, this is how I see it. So, anyway, I was talking about the knowledge in the sector. Two, you go. Uh, so one, you don't have the knowledge. You jump in. You learn a lot. High learning curve, which is also a set of barrier for others. Also, you you do something. You do well. You do so good that no one can ignore you. You excel. Two, go into an area that you know a lot. So, for example, actually, I have no particular things that I actually actually know a lot maybe yoga now because I'm deeply into yoga so sell yoga mat sell travel yoga mat because I know the needs and the ones the different colors the stre stretching uh, tools go into something that I know then uh, maybe the learning curve is easier I still a bit, a bit confused and matter hit about this but uh, love to hear what you think uh, particular for these two questions so I think I've been bumbling bumbling uh, in this podcast but it's starting to I'm, I'm starting to get better I think uh, I'm starting to get better and there's a reality show for this podcasting and uh, that is coming so my friend actually uh, shared with me I hope to get in I'm going to apply uh, the application starts on May 21st uh, and it requires the if I get selected it requires the participant to go down to New York for three weeks uh, so they were asking are you willing to commit to three uh, whether it's three weeks or three months I forgot already anyway if I get it right then I'm gonna just gonna go if even you require me to throw a letter I also go uh, because this is where I can really go and pop my piano already so just to recap exciting day met up with uh, someone that is truly in the business medical hall three things to consider uh, how to educate the customer how to reach out to the customer and how to have the correct set of product for the customer two things in consideration one should I still get into this area that is very hard to get in very old school 
and values are slightly higher or get into something that I know. Love to hear your thoughts on this and that's about it. See you tomorrow. Bye bye.